Good morning, all you food lovers out there. You're listening to On the Menu with Ann and Peter Haig. And today we're going to continue our exploration of the food resources you can find online for all this home cooking that you're doing since we can't go out. Um, and we're, we're going to focus on a few of them today and talk about some others. And some of them, some of them we talked to at length in preparation for today's program. Others were, were going back a few months into peers when we talked to them. Yeah, well, who are we going to start with? Well, I think I think we should start with the Melissa's, is who we're going to start with, because they've been at this probably long, longer than anyone else we know of. Yeah, well, of course, we're used to finding the, the products in the supermarkets and specialty stores, um, but there's a whole new ball game out there since people want to stay at home and order all their groceries online. So uh, it's hard getting the produce, and um, we found um, a good resource in a Chef's Garden in Huron, on, uh, right. Ohio, and uh, we put... Yeah, Farmer, Jones, Farmer, Jones has been on, Farmer Jones has been on the program before. He's been on the program, and uh, yeah, Lee Jones... And uh, and they have a good assortment. Um, I just put in another order. Um, I find out what they have, and uh, and I talk to the nice ladies that take the orders. And um, and, and then, sure enough, you know they tell me what's going to be my box, and um, I say no carrots. <laughs> the, the, the interesting thing is that what sets. Farmer Jones, aside from the other people who are in this business, is the fact that they they, they grow the stuff. Oh, yeah. They grow the stuff in, on a farm in Huron, Ohio, quite close to Toledo, Ohio, and uh, that's remarkable. But there's another, there's another way of getting what you want, which is to deal with someone who does the fulfillment part yeah, of, of filling your order. But they, but they're but they don't actually, they, they source the product from, I should say, they source the product from all around the world. Yeah, well, um, Robert Schuller uh, will explain to us in this interview about one of the benefits is that uh, even there in California, they have seasons there too. But what's in season in California is one thing. What's out of season in California is in season somewhere on the southern hemisphere, and so you can get a lot of stuff all the time. Yeah, a very, very good example is asparagus, for example. Because uh-huh. asparagus is grown throughout the United States, but it's a springtime crop. Yeah. When it's not springtime anymore, when it's springtime in Peru, Peru is a great source for asparagus. Right. And you and you may be sure that Melissa's will have it. Right. They they are, as Robert modestly says, they are the biggest and they are the most innovative. And if there's something that you want that, that they don't they don't have, there's a very good chance they'll they, they'll, they'll, they'll go get it for you. What what's that fruit? The funky the funky fruit with all the knobs all over it. Dragon dragon, dragon fruit. So. Well, let's listen to um, um, Robert, Robert Schiller. Robert's going to tell you a little more. He's been more. there probably, he tells us how long he's been there, a long time. 
Yes, we're, we're going to be talking to Robert Schuler, who I remember just reminiscing. Uh, he's been at Melissa's Produce for as long as I've known about that Melissa's Produce, which is quite a long time. And uh, we've talked back and forth. Um, and uh, the, the thing is, the timing right now is that there is a, a big shift in how people approach grocery shopping. And it's going to be here for quite a long time. And it's like online ordering and to direct-to-home um, retail uh, delivery. And um, I'm going to ask Robert to, to give us a, a rundown, a little bit, a brief introduction to the company and the kind of products that they're known for. And then lot we're going to shift into this um, all the new uh, – options there are for people who want to order online and get that home delivery. Uh, Robert, why don't you start, you know the company better than anybody in the world. How many years have you been there? Well, thank you, Ann and Peter, for having me on back again. Uh, I represent Melissa's Produce. We are the largest variety supplier of variety produce in the United States. We have a product line of over a thousand different fruits and vegetables. You will find Melissa's Produce in your local supermarkets. We ship into all 50 states there. Um, we are most known for our exotic lines of fruits and vegetables. We're that company that introduces the new fruits and vegetables into the United States um, Dragon every year. fruit. I remember <laughs> the first time I encountered it was yeah. dragon fruit, and the other one was the, um, was the Buddhist hand. <laughs> yeah, so th those are two of some of the uh, popular exotic items that we have as they come into season. Though now dragon fruit is available year-round. Buddha's hand is still seasonal as a citrus variety, and uh, fall and winter season is the season for them, so the season has just started there. Um, but we're also known for our, um, we are the largest variety supplier of organic produce yeah, here in the United that. States as well. Yeah. It's, it's on the rise. I mean, people's um, demand for organic has really soared recently, huh? Definite, definitely, especially during what I call the COVID season or the pandemic that has affected everyone um, since uh, was it about mid-March and whatnot, that the sales of online shopping have been big, and we've been big in our organic produce box offerings that we now offer. Now, I mean, like, what uh, – can you just estimate the increase in um, online ordering for uh, specialty produce? Um, we have seen a, a great uh, increase since the start of the COVID season at about 20 to 25 percent uh, that people are now uh, more trusting in um, getting your produce uh, via online being delivered directly to your home on your doorstep there, um, not only as a one-time, but in many cases we are now selling our produce boxes on a weekly basis. You know, I read where you do not have subscriptions. Is that true? Well, we do offer subscription, but okay. if it's a one-time buy, if you want to send it to yourself, you want to send it to a neighbor or a family or friend somewhere in the United States, 
It's all possible by going to our website at melissas.com. Okay, so that's where people who want to order this shit head, right? Yes. And you'll see if you go on our website, the most pop, some of the most popular um, um, produce boxes that we've been going at melissas.com has been our organic boxes. And we have about a dozen different varieties of these organic boxes that you can get. Now, they're a little different from your CSA box in that when you get a CSA box, they pretty much send produce that is lo apparently local to that area and you get what is in season week after week. A lot of times you get produce items that you're not familiar with or maybe in some cases produce that you do not enjoy. The thing is, is when you go to melissas.com, you can pick what organic produce boxes you want delivered. We have like, for example, and I know that I've sent you a sample of the organic fruit box. But if you don't want fruit, we do fruit and vegetable. If you, if you like to do a juice box, we offer um, the most popular green juice box offerings in the produce, um, in this, in, in the produce box. We offer a 75% vegetable, 25% fruit, or the opposite. 75% organic fruits varieties and 25% um, vegetables. We do purification boxes. So we do more customized on what produce items you want versus just receiving a random box of produce that is in season. And that's really the differential on being able to go to melissas.com and ordering our produce, you will know exactly what you get, whether you order it one time for yourself or sending it anywhere in the United States to your families, friends, or neighbors. Um, you can uh, even subscribe weekly, bi-monthly, or just monthly, depending on what you need and how often you want produce sent to you. So we, we really have a customizable uh, program here in place that you can change up. If you don't want fruit one week, you can change it to vegetables, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, hold on. I can say no carrots and I won't get more carrots. <laughs> let, 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 me, let me ask, let me go into a slightly different area, if I may. Cause, because I, I'm the provisioner around here. And, and, and the provisioner around here used to shop at Whole Foods three or four times a week, sometimes five times a week. But, but then along came a pandemic. And what we really wanted to do was have things delivered, but you couldn't get a shipment window. So, so, so you would be trying to figure out, well, what, sh what, sh what should I order? And then the next problem is, when's it going to get here? And I should tell you that the local Whole Foods is only like 600 yards from our house, <laughs> but, but they still couldn't, they still couldn't get it here. Now, now the next problem is they, they, they have people who are like pickers, I guess, and they go through the store and fill orders. So if you say, this is what I want on my shopping list, these people will go and collect the whole order and get it paid for and put it in the back of their trunk and, and deliver it to you. But, but then there the problem is an ordinary shopper has to compete with 
goodness knows how many people who are fulfilling orders. <laughs> you, you, can't, you can't get around them to get the tomatoes. <laughs> you, can't, you can't get around them to get the baby bok choy because they're, they're surrounded by people. Now, what, what's the drill with how long does it take for you to fulfill an order? Because that's, that's a big part of why people are using you in the first place. Yeah, well, um, there were a lot of shipping uh, logistics that were a problem when this pandemic started back in March and April in particular. It affected really everybody because we didn't know much about the pandemic and how it affected people and whatnot. Um, the difference is that Melissa's there, you would get beyond the average, you would get more gourmet type, you can offer, you can get offerings that are beyond the average carrot. We're known for a rainbow carrot versus the typical orange carrot. You really get to customize what you want to receive for the uh, packages. Uh, delivered to you, and also you get to actually pick out what when you want it delivered. There's many shopping options, whether it's um, delivering um, uh, overnight, second day, or ground. So you can specifically um, figure out when you need to receive it. Melissa's.com does not offer shipping um, on the weekends, so you would need to choose uh, typically during weekdays. Um, for your deliveries there. And you'll see not only do we have organic options, but you'll see different um, options. One, um, we actually, another um, box that you can receive that came out as a result of the pandemic were some of the more popular pantry items that we offer. So if you go to melissa.com, you put in pantry box, we have different offerings of some of the most popular pantry items. In other words, when I say pantry items, they're items that have a really good shelf life um, and um, you don't need to get them sent overnight shipping or whatnot. I'm talking about some of the more staple items like uh, potatoes, specifically our Dutch yellow potatoes, um, it also oh, love, has. We've already had those. They're oh, good. love, love those. I was, I was gonna, I was gonna cook them tonight, but I think, think Anna has something else in mind, so I'll until tomorrow. Well, no, okay. you send us avocados, so I'm, I want to use up the very tail end of our uh, cilantro from the garden. <laughs> now, you, now you also, you also have boxes with beans. Yes. There's different kinds of beans. So That's it would come with like potatoes some sweet onions. It would have um, some of our signature items that Melissa is really known for is uh, the package, like you said, the boxed items like baby beets. Um, it comes with red kidney beans, our steamed lentils. These are all steamed items, steamed chickpeas. These are all steamed legumes or beans or peas in a package that have a really good shelf life. So and how long you can, have you had those? Because I never knew you had those until you sent them. We, we've uh, offered our steamed items uh, for quite some time. We started with our baby beets about 15 years ago. And then up until the last few years, we've offered some other offerings. Like not only do we offer many of them conventionally, but we now offer the uh, steamed lentils organically, where the lentils are 
literally ready to eat out of the package. So you don't have to soak them. You don't have to boil them or anything like that. It's, it, these items are very convenient because for, pe- for people who, sh- who uh, start cooking later in the evening, uh, when they're done at work, whether it's at a home office or in the office now, um, that they can put together a well-balanced meal for their family and not take, you know, hour or hours to prepare a meal. So we have items like steamed artichoke hearts where the artichoke oh, hearts are ready to go. Yeah. Oh, you've already enjoyed those. Oh, we yeah. had those. <laughs> yeah. Um, so the packets. They, they take so long to cook those artichokes. I mean, yeah. They said that it's really a, a treat to be able to get them already. Cooked. Exactly. So basically, what you're doing, if you put the uh, steamed artichoke hearts, you can mix them into a dip with yogurt or sour cream or whatever, or you can just lightly warm them up uh, because that they're already well cooked and whatnot. You can put it in last minute um, into a stew or soup or something like that, or throw it raw into a salad and really enjoy it that way. And that's where a lot of our steamed items um, are popular. And so we put it into our pantry boxes. Uh, The one I remember sending you recently is the deluxe pantry box, which is uh, the most popular that includes the steam line, the the cooked quinoa. It also comes with our Melissa's clean snacks, our little granolas, which are really popular. It also comes with polenta. We ate those right away. You ate, <laughs> yeah, those are those are hard to keep around there. But you'll also see we do a we do a a, a pantry essentials box. Um, it, we do a standard pantry box. We actually now do a deluxe pantry box with a bottle of wine. So. Uh, For those who are familiar with Melissa's, our gift baskets have an option to include a wine bottle, which makes it a a great gift that you can send across the United States to someone, a family or friend, or, or even make it a date night and send it to your spouse at work or at home to enjoy with a bottle of nice wine as well. So that, those creative. are some of the new, op- new offerings <laughs> that you'll see. So thank you. Yeah, you're very creative, yes. <laughs> so um, did you brainstorm about how did you figure out what to put in all these boxes? There's so many um, options. Now, the deluxe pantry boxes, they're all as a result of Melissa's best-selling gourmet items. So some of them have our grinders. Some of them have shallots and pearl onions. Some of them have cooked quinoa and clean snacks. So it was just four options. We now offer four options, and they're each a different – that um, rate of expense. So the minimal box is like $45. The standard box is $55. The deluxe box is $80. And the and the um, the deluxe pantry box with wine is about $147. So we kind of offer um, uh, the most popular gourmet items that are in the box at each different price range to what you're uh, Does that used include to spending. shipping or not? Um, that um, the, the shipping is separate, and depending on where you are in the United States, um, okay. we're located on the West Coast, so the closer you are on the West Coast, the least amount of shipping would cost. 
Um, but the neat thing is you can send it ground, so that minimizes the cost. Shipping can be anywhere from $5 to $20, depending on where you are located uh, here uh, in the U.S. We only ship into the U.S. We don't ship into Canada or Mexico. But you're in, but you're in the range of anywhere from 5 to $25. For, for uh, shipping, shipping, for, for shipping yeah. but you have to actually pick – uh, how you want it shipped. If it needs oh, to be sure. shipped overnight, it could get a little bit more expensive depending on the location. But the closer you are to the West Coast, the less the shipping costs um, are. But it, it sounds, sounds quite reasonable. The, uh, we, have, we have one supplier that uh, turns out they're also very, very good friends. So I won't, mm-hmm. I won't mention their name on the air, but I think I think they're they're, sh- they're shipped by FedEx, and the price is outrageous. <laughs> yeah, the, the pricing can get right outrageous if you're shipping a, a, sh- a long distance on a lot of the leafy greens. They're only shipping sixty miles. Oh, okay. No, I'm talking about if you're shipping FedEx, you know, like since we're based in Los Angeles, California, if you were shipping something to uh, something that needed to be shipped overnight and weighed a lot and you were sending it to Maine, Florida, uh, you know, on the opposite end of, you know, on the East Coast versus where we're located on the West Coast, it could get very um, expensive if you had it shipped um, um, because we ship them all via FedEx, whether it's overnight, second day, third day, or ground. Ground is your best option. You and I talked about this a long time. You thought it wasn't practical. Um, for, for, and now, of course, you're, you're doing it. So, but you mm-hmm. know, because of the cost of the shipping, uh, if you don't live in Southern California, it's not a practical way to be getting your produce by um, FedEx. But when you compare it to everybody else shipping, it's well in the range of reasonable. Yeah, we, yes, we, and we, it we very much so. is, especially especially if you're dealing with the West Coast shipments and, and and our proximity and where our location. But the truth is, Ann and Peter, we're actually shipping everywhere in the United States uh, because one, people don't um, shop as much as the store, or you know, in many cases they don't want to shop. And the the different offerings that we offer are unique versus your regular CSA box that people get um, locally in their neighborhoods oh, there. Oh, you mean you can be microscopically selective if you want to be, I guess. I mean, you can, yeah, I was going to ask. Create, I mean, you can do, create your own box. Exactly. If, if in fact, and we, if, if you want to absorb the cost of, of, of special shipping, um, your other advantage would be that you could get things out of season that would only be available on the West Coast, right? Yes. We're, we're a company that um, sources not only domestically but internationally. So uh, what is considered out of season for the United States, we look below the equator to where it is in season. So, you know, right. for example, it's fall here above the equator, so we're starting to get into uh, cooler weather. But if you go below the equator right now, exactly. it is now the spring season where we can bring in a lot right. of exotic fruits and vegetables or where, you know, where it's desirable for particular fruits and vegetables that would be available 
uh, and grow naturally below the equator. So we are known for introducing uh, fruits that weren't originally in season in season from a different country where we get them. So uh, we try to make produce available year-round. Mother Nature makes that feasible because of location there. But, um, you know, if you're partial to a particular fruit or vegetable and really like to see it available, we make a lot of times are uh, able to make that happen at melissas.com. No, I mean, like from when I order, um, uh, how to allow for when I'm going to get it besides choosing the uh, shipping option. I mean, just a general shipping. General shipping for Melissa's. We only uh, deliver basically Tuesday, Wednesdays, Thursdays, and Fridays. We never ship on the weekend, and usually you don't ship fresh produce over a weekend for Monday. So your different shipping offense. um, offerings okay. are on there when you click into um, the shipments, but we oh, never okay. ship so, on the so weekend or when Monday. You're gonna get it, pretty much. Yes, yeah. you will order if you order it. You will know when you will receive it, definitely. And in in some cases, if there's a if you're getting some of these organic boxes and there's something on there that might possibly make it. Um, we kind of hit a seasonal window or the quality on that product, we will send you a substitute product that is closest to that. And usually we'll let you know what might not be available in that order because Mother Nature doesn't dictate for that to be available and what the substitute item will be. So you know well well aware of what you would be receiving. Now, you, well, it's a change ball game, isn't it, Robert? I mean, in a way. Yes, online shopping is uh, is hot, definitely. Where is it going to go? Tell me that, your thoughts on this. You've been in the business for a long time. I don't see it changing anywhere soon. People get very comfortable with the routine. They put their trust in a company uh, who sends them uh, food products, and um, it kind of just becomes routine um, because that expectation of that company's product is on the line every time uh, we ship product, whether it's on a weekly or monthly basis, or just uh, in many cases, a lot of the gift bags and boxes that we receive are sent out as gifts um, to ship because we're such a mobile now and, you know, families are located Throughout the United States, people don't live in the same neighborhood as they did at one time. People are so mobile with their jobs and locations there. It's the online shipping that makes it so easy to be able to send uh, some really unique gifts. And food gifts are one of those really hot gifts that um, you can receive because of the beauty of technology now. Yes, it used to be only Harry and David, (laughs) right? Definitely, they're a leading company that does a lot of uh, uh, a lot of gift baskets out there as well. We used to have somebody sending us Harry and David all the time, so I would have endless um, grapefruits <laughs> or endless pears. <laughs> exactly. But, yeah. Well, so we're just going to keep doing more of this, I guess, huh? Uh, I don't. We don't see the trend uh, ending anytime soon. There, I so don't um, 
We're excited in being able to uh, be able to send a lot of these exotic or organic offerings where they're not uh, uh, easily accessible in neighborhood supermarkets there. Organics continues to be uh, a growing part of the uh, food chain in uh, produce there, and uh, we offer an option to be able to get it um, however often you want to receive it there. So go to our site at melissa.com and check it out. Yeah, I'm I'm thrilled to bits, and I'm I'm so glad that uh, we're talking about this because I think that it's it's the wave of the future, and this is how we're, our lives are are going to shape up. So, well, I'm I've always been glad for Melissa's. You know, I love the company. Well, thank you, thank you. <laughs> so, um, well, uh, thank you for talking to us about this, and uh, we're, as I said, you know, it's people really want this information. And uh, there's a lot out there that maybe people don't know about. And so uh, we're trying to help get the word out of what people can find, what the resources are available. Well, it's thank always you, Ann and Peter, for having me. Robert, yes. Robert Shula. Thank you. Again, Osters is Melissa's. And if you're doing the website, you don't put the apostrophe in, but it is Melissa's apostrophe, yes. You don't put the apostrophe in, in the right. website. URL, um, and it's have fun. It's fun. Definitely, getting a food gift is a, just a wonderful thing. So, yes. thank you, Ann and Peter, for having me on again. There, always happy to give you what's new and exciting here at Melissa's Produce. Yeah, keep keep us informed if there's something new on the horizon. Will do. Okay, thank you. Podcasting services for On The Menu Radio are provided by ASP Station, www.aspstation.net. Welcome back. And uh, what's up next, Gravity? Well, uh, what's up next is a caution. Okay. A caution because you, you you need here if you're going if you're going to dabble in the marketplace of bu- buying online from someone who's all the way over in California. There's a g- degree of trust that you need to have if you're not going to be disappointed. Mm-hmm. And the last thing you need is a box full of vegetable fruit and vegetables that isn't fresh. Because that's the whole idea. Except you need to also buy the ugly stuff, uh, which is good for sustainability, uh, eliminating food waste. Or maybe it's just not as pretty, but it's still as nutritious as first-grade stuff. But you, but you also need... To and there are companies that specialize in that. We oh, haven't okay, all right. Now you, you need to also to be able to trust... That people are going to ship it to you in a timely tip, whatever it is you bought to you in a timely fashion. Right. I, I, I remember we we won't mention the name of the of the chain that was involved, but they advertised local that they were were able to deliver locally if you placed an order. The difficulty was you couldn't place an order for delivery before about five days after you had made the order, which meant that by the time it got to you. It wasn't really what you wanted. So, recognizing that reliability is important, uh, you, you need to make sure that you are going to get what it is you wanted 
and you are going to get it in a timely fashion. And we can tell you, for example, that people like Melissa's and Farmer Jones with Chef's Garden are very, very reliable. Uh, a, a New York-based supplier which said they distributed through the East End Food Corp here in Pittsburgh turned out they didn't deliver anything at all. Which is, which is, of course, not, not, not at all, not at all what you need. Now, to go, let, let, let's change the direction a little bit because, because one, one of the things that is really important to try to get into your diet, at least as far as we are concerned, is interesting things, dietary adventures. There's been this huge rush, by the way, on, um, uh, spices. It's become a really hot market. Oh, right, right, right. Well, there are all kinds of companies for that. Now, what's, what's that? What, what's our friend's name? Those the guys from Chicago? Burns? Burns and Bourbon and Barrel? Oh, 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 within us. In New York. Are they in New York? I thought so. Okay. But, 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 but what's the name of the company? I forgot. Bill up and Barrel. There you go. Okay. But anyway, one one of the things that, that you you might want to do is to do exactly what we just said, which is to spice up your cooking by by having a wide range of spices from around the world available to you so that if you feel like black peppercorns from Zanzibar, you'll have them. But if you want <laughs> if you want purple peppers from Vietnam, you can get them too. We, we have a draw for. <laughs> we, we had to reorganize a, a cupboard in the kitchen in order, in order to be able to store all these wonderful substances. Yeah, well, one of the recent revelations is, um, is actually relates to seaweed, which is right, always, right, been, right. That's always been something can't, I can't, love. Can't be, we're not going to talk about seaweed next, are we, for heaven's sake? What? <laughs> are we going to talk about seaweed next? You, you did a you did a swift 180 on me because <laughs> we were talking we were talking about spices, but let, let let's let's go to seafood something something that in fact is is a is a great thing to add to your diet for, for variety's sake, and uh, there are a number of people who are in that business. But one of the most innovative recently that we talked to is called. I'm talking to you about ocean bounds, oceans bounds. Oh, oceans bounds. Oceans bounds. Yeah, well, that's what I was talking about. We're not connected. Today. A truly, a truly exotic ingredient. Everything they do is based on seaweed. Right, and uh, they have something called sprinkles, where it's seaweed you sprinkle over things. Seaweed is incredibly healthy. I've been munching on one of their products, which is Dulse, D-U-L-S-E, which turns out to be one of the most nutritious things you can eat. Um, you can snack on it just out of the bag instead of reaching for potato chips. You can reach for uh, dried Dulse. Uh, I also like to make a um, some sort of an instant broth and throw the Dulse in there. You do? So, okay. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, and that's good. Um, it, it's great. It's it's uh, renewable. Um, 
it's sustainable. Listen to the whole story from Lisa Scully, who's a director of sales and marketing and their spokesperson for this interview. Right. Yeah, we're, we're going to be talking to Lisa Scully. Um, we've already corresponded uh, via email, and so I know that she's from one of our favorite states, Maine. <laughs> and her company is called Oceans Balance. Uh, let's start right there, uh, Lisa. It seems like a good place to start. Uh, what does the name really represent? Sure, that's a great question. So Oceans Balance is a group of people who are passionate about food first and foremost, but we're also aware of how delicate the current food model is and how harmful it is to the planet. So we set about to help fix that by focusing on sustainable food production, food that is beneficial to both humans and the environment. And when you live off on the coast of Maine, the solution is growing all around you in the water. It's seaweed. Yes. <laughs> so, I mean, how, how old is your company? That's a great question. We introduced our current line of 10 products in June of 2018 with the intention of helping people see what a great choice seaweed is for your diet. Aha. Well, I mean, I've always loved seaweed, and in fact, I have still some of the main seaweed that was sent to us, dried seaweed from Maine by the seaweed man. <laughs> Yep, the seaweed man, yes. Yeah, you know him? <laughs> sure. Yeah, yeah and he, I mean, I have, I swear by his little cookbook that he sent. It was, it was, it was at least, that was at least 10 years ago. Oh, that's not. <laughs> and we, we, still have, we still have some left. Well, it, that leads me to something else, is you know, the products that, that we have from Ocean's Balance. Because, I mean, I, I love the dried seaweed, and it does last a while. Um, but you need to have certain preparations with it, like soaking and, you know, that kind of thing, whereas Ocean Balance is ready to use. Well, that's what we're trying to do. That's right. So we have, as I said, 10 products, um, and four of them are absolutely things that you can just open up and start using. We have a line of seasoning that we call Seaweed Sprinkles, yeah, and it is. Yeah, it's inspired by the Japanese rice topping furikake, which is traditionally made with um, seaweed and sesame seeds and different flavorings. But it has uh, the traditional Japanese version has a lot of oil and a lot of salt and a lot of sugar, um, and it's using Asian seaweed. Um, and we decided that we wanted to just make a healthier version of that. So we cut out all the oil, we reduced the sugar and the salt. Um, we're using organic seaweed grown in, in the Gulf of Maine, which is arguably some of the cleanest water that you're going to find on the planet. And we made sure to maintain good flavor by using bonito, which is a smoked dried tuna, cayenne pepper for a nice fiery flavor, and shiitake mushroom, which gives a nice creamy flavor. So three different flavors, really fun to put on avocado toast, egg sandwiches, noodles, rice grilled fish and meat, uh, baked potatoes, a nice way to, to get some seaweed into your diet without having to try too hard. And then we also have a product that is really quite unique called kelp puree. And yeah, that, that is, we have that. 
Yep, yep. That's seaweed that's been blended with water and lemon juice, and it's shelf-stable, um, which means... No, it I have it in the refrigerator. Be... I don't have to put it once, in the refrigerator. Once you open it, it needs to be refrigerated, but before... Oh, that, okay. Well, that's what I did. I opened it. Shelf. Yeah, yeah. So that's a great one because, as, as you said, Anne, all the work's been done for you. It's been blended up, and you just open the jar and put it into whatever it is that you're cooking. It could be a sauce or a stew or a soup or a smoothie. Um, it's great in, in, in seafood like mussels, um, wonderful even in spreads. Like I make a kelp mayonnaise with it. And oh, yeah. That's, that's, yeah, that's great for, you know, like a fish taco or a fried fish sandwich, something like that, or even sometimes if you take, we take um, chicken and I'll make a batter using the kelp puree and oh, yeah. I'll light, lightly cook them and then make a kelp mayo that you can dip them in. Oh, it's delicious. So lots of different uses, even going to the sweet side as well. I make chocolate cake with the kelp puree. I make what? fudge with the kelp puree. Yeah. yeah chocolate yeah. cake? <laughs> it's delicious. Now you I can't to, even picture that one. Sweetheart, you have to remember, Lisa's a real fan. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. So one of the one of our you know goals in in starting the company was to help people make healthy food choices, and we thought about you know who our various audiences would be and. There are three that we, we identify. There are, there are millennials who are really concerned about where their food comes from and how it's produced. And like I said, um, you know, all of our seaweed comes from the, the waters of the Gulf of Maine, which is very clean. Um, and what I think is not very well known is that 95% of the seaweed that most Americans eat is imported from Asia. So that's a, a huge carbon footprint. And the Pacific Ocean, it just doesn't compare to the Gulf of Maine in terms yeah, no, of... Yeah, I don't, I don't like that whole thing. That really makes me yeah. upset. In fact, we even stopped... I mean, I've read labels on things so thoroughly. And even though it's so much cheaper getting certain things like pine nuts from China, I don't do it. It's just not right. So, right. So, um, so that nice, small carbon footprint, it really resonates with, with people who, are, who care about where their food comes from. And then there are parents who are looking for healthy food choices for their children. Um, that, that was kind of the inspiration for the, for the seaweed sprinkles, because kids love to put it on, on their avocado toast <laughs> or their rice. They do, don't they? Yeah. 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 And then um, there's a third segment of the population. Um, seniors who are, are concerned about their metabolic health. You know, the, your metabolism is what helps you have energy. It helps you digest your food. And metabolism depends on the good functioning of your thyroid. And the thyroid needs iodine. And seaweed is a great Oh, now, now, now we get it. Now, now we see your scheme. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, this is great. so great. I've, I've always had a, a, an issue with a, a metabolic issue, um, and it explains why I crave various kinds of seafood things. Like, um, for a while, I ate, I chewed, crunched on um, the shells of lobster until I got sick. <laughs> oh, wow. 
Peter, Peter couldn't believe I ate the shovel. Yeah, we, but I've always loved seaweed. In fact, I, I love that um, dried kelp that, that uh, the snack you sent. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You just don't reach in, don't pull it out, and right? chomp yeah. on it. Yeah, dulse is the, the seaweed that everybody eats as a snack because it has such a nice smoky flavor. Um, I eat it out of the bag. I love it. So that, those are our holy products. So uh, I've talked a lot about our sprinkles and our puree, but we also have three organic holy products and three organic flake products. And we use kombu, dulse, and wakame to make those. So what are those? And, and, and so dulse is the one we just mentioned. It has that nice, smoky, meaty flavor. It, is, it grows in the North Atlantic. So it is well known in Ireland um, and England. They've been eating it for a long time there. And Canada, definitely the Maritimes of Canada. Um, and we are helping Americans to become more familiar with it. Um, kombu is the seaweed that is used to make dashi, which is the broth-based right. miso soup. You can also use it to wrap fish if you want to cure it a little bit before you cook it, you know, to imbue it with lots of good umami flavor. It's a great, mm-hmm. a great seaweed for that. And then wakame is what is traditionally used in seaweed salad. Um, right. And in flake, form, in flake form, it's often used as a garnish on soup, very traditionally um, as a garnish on, you know, on miso soup. It's very good on, on breakfast soups. Mesa yes. is one of those, yeah. It's very good yes. for that. Yes, um, exactly. Well, uh, yeah, now, uh, seaweed, suddenly, I don't know why, uh, in the last few years, it's just climbed up, it's just climbed up in popularity beyond belief. And, um, mm-hmm. I mean, are people just discovering it, or um, are they interested in the sustainability aspect or the health aspect? What do you think? I think it's a little bit of all of that. I think, first and foremost, um, you see a lot of celebrity chefs promoting the use of seaweed. So people like David Chang and Jamie Oliver, they've really embraced the use of seaweed. Now, with David Chang being of Korean descent, it makes sense. He grew up eating yeah. it. And you also see, like, the incredible rise of the popularity of Asian food, Korean, Thai, Chinese, oh, yeah. Japanese um, so I think people have been more exposed to it, for sure. Um, there's also the, the sourcing bit, um, at least so far as um, the rise of the popularity of American seaweed. Um, you know, people are realizing that much of it is imported, and, you know, they are looking for alternatives that are local and have a smaller carbon footprint. And then, yes, your point about sustainability is absolutely spot on. Seaweed is just a poster child for sustainability. When it grows in the water, it needs no fresh water, it needs no arable land, and it needs no fertilizer in order to grow. So right there, it's a wonderful story for sustainability. But it goes farther because the way seaweed grows actually helps maintain the health of the ocean's waters. It naturally sequesters carbon as it grows, and that helps reduce ocean acidification. And that's very important for the health of shellfish, like mussels and oysters and clams. Mm-hmm. If there's too much ocean acidification, those shells can't get hard, and they can't grow to full maturity. And 
there are even studies being done right now to use seaweed as a means to reduce global warming. And you, this is being done by feeding tiny amounts of it to cows. And by doing so, it helps to reduce the cow's methane emission. That's right. Ah. And methane is like a major contributor to global warming. Well, no, so that's something I, I didn't know, Lisa. <laughs> Tell me again. Yeah, there are studies they feed it to cows. It makes, it makes the cow makes the cow shit not smell. <laughs> <laughs> it helps it helps regulate their digestion. Let's just put it that okay, way. Okay, <laughs> that was much more delicately put. <laughs> yeah. Let me let me put something a little a little more more delicate again. Do, do you actually do you actually farm this, or does it grow wild and somebody harvests it? I mean, how how do you get your supply of raw seaweed? That's a great question. So we do both. We farm and we forage. Um, and one of our partners was actually the gentleman to put the first commercial seaweed farms in the water over a decade ago. Oh, and yeah. now when you look at the coast of Maine, you see seaweed farms up and down the coast of Maine. And growing seaweed, especially in Maine, is such a great story because we work with lobstermen and fishermen who um, grow the seaweed kind of in the off cycle. Seaweed is a winter crop. Um, you put it in the water in November, and it's harvested in April and May. Oh, so I it didn't grows that. throughout. Yeah, and it grows throughout the winter. Um, and so it will kind of, it helps to diversify a fisherman's income during the winter months when, this, you know, fishing is not as active. Um, oh. And it allows fishermen to stay on the water. They're using the equipment that they already have. And, you know, it just makes perfect sense. So it does. It makes perfect sense. That's right. You're right. Yeah. Thanks. And we, and we have a nursery that we have a, where we're growing seaweed. Um, and as I said, the seaweed's going in the water in November. So our nursery is in full swing right now. Um, and we'll give the seaweed that we're growing in the nursery. We'll use it for our farms and also the other lobstermen and fishermen with whom we work. We'll use it for their farms. Well, you know, so, that's encouraging because one of the things that I began to worry about is, you know, like something becomes popular, you know, like certain uh, kinds of fish and stuff, and then everybody goes after it and overfishes and depletes the water of it. And I was wondering how, how if they were going to deplete all this wonderful seaweed from the ocean too. No, that would be good, would it? No, but you're planting it, so that's right. Yeah, that's right. And we're always working on, you know, trying to cultivate new species to in order to grow as much as possible. Because um, the health of the ocean, obviously, is the most important thing. And providing jobs for fishermen and lobstermen is also just as important. So it all works from a, from a, a farming perspective. Well, I'm glad somebody's looking out after all this. I read this really terrifying article about the percentage, I forget, it was like 80% or something of the Great Barrier Reef has died. I mean, it's yeah. really awful. And uh, yeah. once that die-off starts, I don't know what they could do about it. I know they were trying. When we when we were there, they were trying to do things, but it's, um, it's just the... Um, it's just so hard with with what goes on with the uh, climate and so on. 
Now, do you, do you actually harvest the seaweed while it's, if you like, while it's alive? I mean, the thing, the thing I can remember most as a child about seaweeds is, is that if you went to the beach and it had just been a fairly strong inbound tide or something like that, then it washed up lots and lots of seaweed, which was really ra- rather unpleasant looking and very smelly. <laughs> well, seaweed is happiest when it's in the water, right? So, um, yes. yes. <laughs> the seaweed that we're harvesting is, is rope grown. So it, okay. it grows on lines between buoys, and it's really a fascinating process. When you put it out in the water, it's just, it looks like a little tiny bit of moss that's attached itself to string, and you wrap that string around commercial okay, lines got it, got rope, it. and then they grow down, and they can be 10 to 15-foot blades of seaweed by the time they're ready for harvest. They're beautiful. They do that with that. Yeah, they do that with um, shellfish in the um, Tasmania. So you, you get this perfectly shaped, shaped uh, what, what shellfish is it they do? Oysters. They grow, they grow oysters vertically oysters. vertically rather than horizontally. Yes. Yeah. And as a result, as a result the, shape, the, shape of the, the shape of the oyster shell and what's inside of it is radically different. Imagine that it's been turned 90 degrees. Yeah, you do that. They do that with mussels here in Maine. Um, yeah, okay. and, and so just to kind of finish on the seaweed harvesting, so 15-foot blades that are then cut right off the line. Um, so to answer your question, they're very much alive when they're harvested. Uh-huh. And a lot of times here in Maine you see shellfish production or shellfish farms that are also growing seaweed. And that goes back to the point I mentioned earlier um, about how growing seaweed helps to reduce ocean acidification. So you get extra healthy shellfish when you grow seaweed around them. It kind of creates what's called a halo effect. And it really allows the seaweed to grow, uh, sorry, the, the shellfish to grow nice, nice and healthy. No, are, are, they, are the people who work on it, are they Mainers or Maniacs? I've always been intrigued by that. <laughs> and before we you know, close, lived, before we close, we need... I've only lived for 15 years, so I think I'm still considered, you know, a newbie, a newbie. <laughs> a newbie, okay. Well, yeah. The, the, yeah. the thing you have to do is you, you have to vote for the right person for Senate. Oh, well, yes, that's yes. for sure. <laughs> well, anyhow, Lisa Scully, you're a great spokesperson um, for uh, Ocean's Balance, and I know Thank you're you. a, a devoted Manian, maniac, <laughs> Mainer, um, and, uh, and, and they're proud of the, uh, your state's prominence in artisanal food production, and I am too. I always love interviewing people from Maine. Um, great Thank place. You. And a great product. So I think you're very, very happy to have encountered it. And uh, listeners, you're going to want to boost your whole uh, health with buying some of this, and, and it's easy to use and it's delicious. Lisa, thank you for talking to us. Thank you very much. Several months ago, we had the opportunity, not the opportunity of a lifetime, but pretty close to the opportunity of a lifetime because we found a new supplier in the state of Maine 
and their business is all about lobsters. Well, main shellfish, main lobster remainly, yes. And they shipped us a wonderful supply of, of lobster, whole lobster tails, whole lobsters. I, I liked live lobsters. Yeah, I, I I liked the lobsters where they had picked the lobster meat out of the shell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> good, 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 good for the good for the good for the lazy one among you. But the news here is there are suppliers who are, will be, will deliver first class seafood the next day. Not not just lobster, but a variety of kinds of fish that are in season we can get we've had we've had uh, seafood from Alaska that way yeah you can get uh, subs- subscription services where on a monthly basis uh, or on a bi-weekly basis um, or on whatever and you can get a uh, fresh or frozen seafood I mean it depends right. on on the company and uh, it's you, you can't just live on uh, without having some variety and, and so that gives you a lot of choice there life, life does begin and end with something other than hamburgers <laughs> or, or hamburgers or, or anything else we love for that matter the key, the key, the key thing is to, is to look around and realize that in fact there is a business model that has been created by suppliers who are recognizing the opportunity that will allow them to be able to sell their product conveniently on a timely basis and, and deal as a result with a diet that is considerably more interesting than you might think you can get in the pandemic days that we're dealing with. So, so look around, ch- check on references, ch- check through on the menus, old programs to listen to the people. Tonight we're cooking, we're cooking lamb's neck for the first time, which yeah. we got from Jamison Farm. Right. But, but, we, but we've, we've, from Jamison Farm, we've also had, recently we've had lamb, lamb's kidneys. Lamb's liver. I, well, we have a whole lamb's liver, but we haven't we haven't bro- broken into that yet. Yeah. So I guess we're we're here, we're home, so we're plenty of time to brace things. <laughs> That's what we're going to do with lamb's neck. We'll tell you how how it turns out. Yeah, we'll tell you how it turns out. <laughs> we we need to close up the program because it turns turns out the lamb's neck is going to take a fairly long time it's to cook. Three hours, I think. Suki Jamison said between two and four hours she cooks it. Anyway, in, in, in the meantime, we hope that you'll have fun exploring the Internet, looking for exotic ingredients that will make your diet more interesting. <laughs> and was just checking to, mind, to, fi- to find out if I actually did play the interview with Lisa Scarley, and the answer is I'm pretty sure I did. <laughs> if not, If not, forgive me for the fact that it's not here. That's all we have in today's program. We hope you'll join us again same time, same place next week. And until then, bye-bye.